The hero? Sure. Tayoyo? No, wait, that's Block RX. Go. Riddle me this. Am I tired because it's early? Or am I tired because it's laid out? You make the call. Yes. Schwa that roll call. A.G. Subaraya, the man who created something from nothing. Godzilla, Ultraman. But when those who don't give his franchises enough credit, these podcasters will do it justice. For they are... Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Lover of all things, Ultraman. Ultra Yellow Cancer, gone. The other son of Belial, Ultra Pinkcaster, late! Spreading the love on one of Japanese beloved franchises. Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Shrek! Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, the podcast where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, future, Godzilla, and all kaiju in between. I am your host, Ultra Yellowcaster Garf. And I am your co-host, Ultra Pinkcaster Wayne. Hello. In which I realize, once we change the opening, we can't really say schwa the roll call, we'll just have to say schwa the opening, or schwa the, schwa the theme song. Wait, we're not using a roll call anymore? In the new opening that I currently have planned out, no. Oh, that's kind of lame. Well, why have the roll call and then us just introduce ourselves? It's, it's a bit redundant. because it's what we've been doing. Oh. Fine! <laughs> uh, it's early morning, you know, like recording Ultra Ranger in the morning because we're tired, but oh well. Well, it's not that we're tired, it's just the air conditioner is on and it feels like freaking October in here. It's so damn cold. And we're and going to my girlfriend's for two days, so I won't be here to record. It was now or never. Well, not never. It just we would have done it like Saturday or Sunday or something. It's now or next week because I'm leaving this weekend. Oh, that's right. Because it's my dad's birthday. Yep. And we're all gonna go down to Dunville's and have some fun, which means I won't be on for uh this week's episode of Cast Ranger. No. Yeah. Well, fine. Eh. I love that you're only here for one, two episodes of fucking Cowbuckers. Well, I just toss in the idea. I, I just toss out the idea because I'm like, hey, let's do it. Let's face it, I could probably do a better review of the movies. Whoa. Well, not really. At least the first movie. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, today we got um some special. Special stuff for you. We've got four episodes to talk about. Yeah. So much, you'll probably be blazing through them like we always do. But yeah, since last last episode was only like 35 minutes, to the point where I didn't even have a title for it, so I just called it Short and Sweet. Yeah. Uh, this week we're talking about episode 16 of Ultraman and Ultraman Tiga. And two episodes of Ultraman Taiga. Yeah. Those, with the two audio dramas. So, in a sense, we're talking about six things. Yeah. Plus the three new stories that we have. So, that's like nine things to talk about. Mm-hmm. When will this nightmare end? Well, we won't be like on everything for too long. So. 
Yeah. Well, we might as well get into some news. Which our first news story is that apparently in a special magazine book, uh, Let's Play with Ultraman Taiga Special Mook, uh, there was an item available with it, which was the Ultraman Ultralet, or it's just called the Ultralet. Or Ultraman Let. So it's the Ultra, Ultraman, the OG. Yeah, the OG. Godfather of Ultraman. The true father of Ultra. <laughs> the true father of Ultra. Fuck father of Ultra, Ultraman father of Ultra. <laughs> he would be the godfather of Ultraman. Yeah. Without him, none of you would be here. Uh, Coming to my nebula. <laughs> you come to me and my... In my Nebula M78, to ask for a spin-off series. The day of my... On the day of my anniversary day, you come to me. Oh, God. Please, Ultraman, it's alright, Zephalimia. It's an offer I can't refuse. We should just, we should just make a thumbnail. It's just the Godfather that's fucking Ultraman. <laughs> And he's got the mustache, like the thin mustache. There you go. Boom, we already got fun now. The Ultra Father. That's the temp title. <laughs> the Ultra Father. It's Ultraman Godfather. Don Corleone. Go watch The Godfather. It's a good movie. Yep. But yeah, it looks cool. It looks like Ultraman's chest. Yeah, it looks basic, which I like it. Um, I know there are some Gashapon candy toy ones. Which probably look the same. Which, not of Ultraman, but like, like Heisei ones as well. Like there's a Tiga, there's, I think, Ultra 7. Mm -hmm. I know there's a Juggler ring. And I know I gotta pick that up. And a Juggler crystal I still need to grab. For my little Juggler's yeah. Juggler display. And the figure art. Oh yeah, and the figure art, yeah. Yo, the main <laughs> thing I need. Shit! Uh, the special MOOC is going for 980 yen and was released this month. And you can act according to this news link. We could order it now. Let's do it. Off of CD Japan. Let's get the ultralet. Yeah. So like, it's like for us, uh, I gotta go to Canadian dollars. It's like 12 bucks. 12 bucks. But you gotta remember shipping and all that. So it's gonna Probably be like, like 25 bucks. Yeah. Like 25 bucks just for this. Yeah. But you got a MOOC. Yeah, mook. Yeah, special mook. That's cool. When are you coming out? When is the opening theme? August twenty eighth. I gotta wait an entire week. Yep. To get the full theme song. Oh yeah. You bastard. Hey, look, there's Tiger's beard. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? There's a freaking comic anthology series for freaking SSS Gridman. Oh my god. One for Rika, one for Akane. Fucking of course. Yeah. Love Rika. Anyways, next news story. This is more of a weirder news story. So, Toho really is releasing a new Godzilla show on their YouTube channel called Gojiban. In which it's puppets. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're puppets. Oh, oh look at them shooting their breaths. Yeah. Uh, Gojiban is a series that serves as a reimagining of the classic Godzilla monsters such as Godzilla and Hedera. Additionally, the story revolves around the kaiju mentoring younger monsters who consist of Manila, Godzilla Jr. from Godzilla 
uh, no, the Heisei Godzilla movies, and a younger Hedorah-like monster. Last one. Last picture. There he is. There's Hedorah with... Oh, it's a little baby Hedorah. It's so baby cute. Hedera. He's so cute. And J- Jaguar's flying around the title sequence. I'm like, is he here? That'd be sweet. Where is he? Yeah, we got something to Jaguar. Uh, new episodes will be coming out every Friday. My official Godzilla YouTube channel. Yeah, and which first episode's out. I, wa- I tried to watch it. It's a thing. Too cringy. It's not it's too cringy. It's just there's no subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Where does... It's like going to Japan. Where are the subs? Where's the caption button? Where the fucking subs? I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Alright, and our last news story is... Uh, Subaraya has mentioned more of a expansive plan of theirs. Global expansion. Global ex- global <laughs> global expansion. Oh, sorry, I just had cereal. Uh, global expansion. Uh, so since they won the won the court case from uh from Chayo Chayo Productions, uh, they own the property to Ultraman internationally now, which we already know of. But uh, they announced some things that will expand it around the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first major Ultraman press conference was in Malaysia, which Subray announced all their upcoming plans and business corporations with their Malaysian and Southeast Asian partners. Uh, there's a quote saying, I am proud to announce that we, Subray Productions, have won the U.S. lawsuit which solidifies our decade-long faith and efforts to fully and finally resolve their Resolve this dispute and confirm our worldwide rights to Ultraman. As the U.S. judgment is highly recognized and most reliable judgment in the world, its so-called discovery process, where both parties must disclose enormous amounts of documents, materials, and communications that both parties had in their possession, which was not mandatory in previous lawsuits. U.S. lawsuit has the most legitimate way to discover the truth in this dispute. We intend to actively pr- proceed with the further overseas expansions of Ultraman Works. Uh, one of the first things they mentioned was Ultraman Rube will be airing in Malaysia on Astro TV starting August 30th. And they announced that Ultraman Taiga will be available worldwide next year in the year 2020. So that means I can like go down to like Sunrise Records or Walmart or something and I can just find Taiga, probably. Well, I think, I think with the Mill Creek... Release, they'll probably do like the older shows, and then once the new show's done, they'll release that on Blu ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so. Because cool. every, everything else we know about, we know about New Generation Chronicle, um, Season 2 of Ultraman, they mentioned, Kaiju Step, they talked about, and Shin Ultraman. So, yeah, this article pretty much just sums up. Yeah, we're, we are actually going to distribute Ultraman Worldwide. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, they did mention something about Shin Ultraman. Uh, is a movie adaptation of the original Ultraman from 1966. So it's a, so it's an adaptation of the original series. Okay. Uh, it's scheduled for, again, 2021 release. And is being called the biggest budgeted Ultraman movie. Alright, well there we go. So it is an adaptation of the original. Yeah. So that means we'll probably get 
Hayata and the Science Patrol. I would like to be casted as fucking Jim. I would be Jim. Uh, I will speak fluent. I will learn French to speak fluent French. Japanese. Get dubbed over by a Japanese guy. Yeah, get dubbed over by a Japanese guy. I at least want a cameo. Uh, there is another thing that happened recently, and that was we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Go see it. That was a pretty damn good movie. Yeah. Like, I, all I'll say is Brad Pitt is the MVP of that movie. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt stole the show with that movie. Jesus Christ. Like, it's like I've never been a huge fan of Brad Pitt too much, because I was like, oh, he's too, like, pretty looking and stuff like that. Like, he, like I'm not saying he's a terrible actor, but just like, eh. Especially when you have a movie where he insults someone by calling him a sack of wine. <laughs> that was Troy. Look at where we're back. And after? Who knows? You sack of wine! But yeah, we so I, Brad Pitt in this movie was really fucking good. He impressed me. So. And uh, at this time, Sony and Disney are doing something about Spider-Man. I, I don't want to get that much detail into it because, come on guys, it's... It's Disney. They're probably going to just buy the license well, back. Well, yeah. Apparently, from a Disney rep, they said that they are still in talks with Sony. So, like, nothing's set in stone yet. Yeah. It's just everyone's everyone's jumping to conclusions. Every, everyone's freaking out over one thing. You know what it probably is? Probably saw a giant news article. Someone took, like, one one piece of the entire of the entire uh, article. Oh, my God. And it's like, oh. Yeah, it, it's not going to happen. No. Spider-Man made them way too much money. They're, they're, they're not going to get rid of it. It's Disney. They have the money. They'll buy Sony. <laughs> if they buy Sony, then that's Monopoly. Yeah, then like... Who you got? Universal and DreamWorks. Uh, Microsoft. Microsoft, Nintendo. Nintendo, Sega. Yeah. Well, Sega's just pretty much part of Nintendo, so... Yeah. <laughs> Sonic is a Nintendo character now. <laughs> I want to be owned by Nintendo. Uh, yeah, so, yay! Yay! We breeze through news quickly. So, uh, you want to talk about some Ultraman Lane? Oh, 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 oh. I'll take that as a yes. Episode 16, Science Patrol to Space. So yeah, Gar, you're telling me, oh, they're not the Space Patrol. Well, they are now. They went into space. That's what you sound like. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so yes, this episode was in space. So it's about like this guy who decided to go to Venus and research shit. Yeah, so the plan this episode was we got two rockets, one made by scientist uh, or Professor Mahori. Who apparently found out, who we found out uh, created the, uh, oh no, that was the other guy. That that was the other guy. Yeah, he created the detail though. And then we have, uh, you know, returning character Professor Iwamoto from the Mummy episode. Yeah. And uh, remember Dr. Serizawa. Yeah. Dr. Serizawa, Professor Iwamoto, what's next? Nothing, because I think he died. Oh. Um, yeah, so he, he his character apparently invented the VTOL. Yeah, that's good expansion on the lore. Just 
All right. And we know it's him because he refers to Cap by his actual name. Yeah, no one ever refers yeah. to Cap by his actual yeah, name. Yeah, Captain uh, Musamatsu, I think his name is or something. Yeah, 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 but they just call him Cap, so I just I just leave it in the notes as Cap. Mm-hmm. It's easier. Uh, yeah, so, like, they had the science patrol, like, on backup and, like, emergency standby just in case, like, because they heard a rumor that, like, the secondary rocket that, like, launches after the rocket's gone up enough, it, like, uh, might not ignite, and then he'll, like, fall into space or something, fall into Earth. So, they were on standby, and then they had, like, Hayata, like, chasing him up with the VTOL, but obviously wasn't able to catch up with them because it's a fucking rocket ship, rockets are fast. And you're in a thing that looks so aerodynamic, it would crash. It's really funny, too, like, the illusion where the rocket rockets are going so fucking fast, but to our human eyes, it just looks like it's just going... Yeah, like but, it, but it is going fucking fast. Like, you know, when you're on an airplane, you don't feel like you're going fast at all, but you are. I've never been on an airplane. Oh, that's... I'm 22 years old, and I've never been on an airplane. My first time on an airplane, I was 12. Oh. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a cool experience. A little scary at first. My sister was on an airplane recently when she uh, went to Japan. Yeah, of course she'd have to be on a plane. How do you think she got there? She walked. Yeah, she walked. She hitchhiked to Japan. She hitchhiked to Japan. I would do that. <laughs> Sneak on the plane. <laughs> no, no. I'm a doggy in the cage. Rough, rough. <laughs> no, no, no. You have boat. You get. You go to Vancouver. You get in the boat as the plane's going to Japan. You grappling hook onto it and you just let it carry you oh, all the way. That's there. what I would do. I'd hitchhike to to BC, uh, Vancouver, and then I would just take a plane to Vancouver because planes to fucking Japan from Vancouver are fucking cheap. I know. Just, just cross yeah. cross cross the Pacific and you're good. All right, we're here. Um. Oh yeah. You know who shows up in this episode? Mm. Oh shit, no. Hey, oh, he hasn't broken his legs yet. That's oh nice. no, not yet. We're getting there. <laughs> Give it ten more episodes. Uh, so it's it's fucking weird how like luxurious and like relaxing this spaceship is that this guy's in because like after he like successfully enters space, he like takes off his spacesuit. He's in like a fucking suit and tie and everything like that, and he like sits down to like a meal, and then the weirdest thing. It just cuts to the science patrol, like, watching him through, like, a screen. And you just see Ide just going, like, just, like, copying him eating. And he's, like, making fun of him or something. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, that's such a great meal he's having. And I'm like, wait, he's on his way to Venus. How long would it take to Venus? According to Google, or, like, like, I asked Google, like, how long would it take to, uh, get to venus i'm just making sure that the google home mini didn't hear me um uh, apparently it would take 97 days so it would only take three months to get to venus oh yeah but going up there all by yourself now now here's the thing though it's 97 days our time but how long would you actually be gone away for um he god knows how long he would actually be at venus for and then he'd have to take three months back. So he, he'd probably be gone almost close to a year. Well, no, think of it. Because you know how, like, the far you go out in space, more time passes. Yeah. Oh, so he'd be gone for years. You think he would be gone for years? Yeah, probably. Ugh. Yeah. That's crazy to think. I know. It's like an interstellar where they go on that planet where, like, one hour goes by and seven years passes. That's crazy. Man. Or, like, or no, no, it's every, every minute a year goes by. So, like, or seven years goes by or something. So they were all on the planet for, like seven minutes and like 28 years like 21 years went by 
Um, but yeah, so, and then, obviously, the shit happens where, oh, who's our monster for this week? Well, it is none other than the return of Space Ninja Alien Bolton. What the fuck happened to him? Well, apparently, yeah, so apparently, I didn't notice, but apparently he has the redesign. Yeah. I like it, though. Yeah, he, this is a completely different Alien Bolton look, in which he looks worse than the original. I think he looks better. Like, he just... He looks more cheap. He looks more cheap in design. I I like it because he's skinnier. So... Um... But yeah, so, like... I love that, like, Hyatus is like, Really, Bolton, but... Like, I was waiting for him to just go, But I destroyed you! And he breaks, and then everyone looks at him. Ultraman destroyed him. Megatron's offline. Terminated it. I did it myself. Saw it myself. (laughs) Um, so apparently what happened was when he threw Alien Bolton, like, the entire race into the fucking sun, that uh, some of them survived and ended up on Planet M. R. Oh, Planet R. Planet R. Um, and they just been thriving. And yep. they're like, yeah, we've come back to, like, take over your planet because we hate you. So, yeah, it does, well, it does, well, he didn't throw him into the sun, he tossed him into space, used his spacing ray on him, and... Yeah, but so, so, uh, some of them died, but apparently some of them obs- uh, had like some sort of reflective material in them, mm-hmm. like uh, oblig. <sighs> Can't remember what it was like optical illusion or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's like some of them survived. They're coming for revenge. And remember, Boltons are tiny, tiny little aliens, so uh, they can all travel in like this tiny little like blue spaceship thing of theirs. And then like we keep getting shots at the episode of just like. It's, like, reused footage, but it's just, like, the same, like, edit of just them flying out of the oh, ship. Oh, yeah, flying out. Just to, it... like, simulate that there's, like, a shit ton of them. And then, then they reverse the scene when they want them to come back in. And then you see them, like, flying in a group. And so, like, yeah, so one of the alien Boltons, like, encounters the professor and he takes over his body. Mind like, controls. And he's just like, yeah, you're gonna... Like, we're gonna lure out the science patrol so we can get, like, a ship to get back to Earth faster or something. I don't know. Well, okay, so the plan was that the alien Boltons realized that they can't... That Ultraman can't be at two places at once. So, if they have one alien Bolton stay behind the Professor, the others can go down to Earth and invade. Ultraman can't be at two places at once, you know. But what happened was... Okay, so Cap, Arashi, and Hayata go up into space because with Jet VTOL, but they had to modify it, so now it's the Space VTOL. Yeah, I, lo- I like it. I think it stays that way for, like, the rest of the show. Oh, probably. Oh, I guess, like, what the fuck's... Like, what would you want? Just a regular jet or a jet with fucking rocket boosters? <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, Professor Iwamoto helped them with that. That's why they were like, oh, can we use your rocket to go save the Professor? It's like, no. However, I could modify the Jet VTOL to help you guys. Yep. And then Ide stayed on Earth in the sub VTOL firing his new weapon, the Mars 113. Yep. Uh, to attack some of the alien Boltons, but there's just too many of them. Mm-hmm. Saved the Professor up in space, comes back down, but then they crash on like some sort of other planet that's not Earth, I think. Mm-hmm. It's never explained if it's not Earth or not. Oh, it was also a really funny joke when, uh, like, early in the episode when they, uh, 
like you know the rocket's success and just like he was like yeah we did all right let's go get something like let's celebrate let's get some champagne cap's like no coffee you cheap bastard and they just laugh at him what's like the a-team they get paid hundreds like like thousands of dollars what do they eat all right everyone bologna sandwiches are on me they get the cheapest shit fucking oh my goodness uh and so yeah so they like the the science patrol freaking ends up uh finding the ship but then they encounter they find out that like oh the professor's not what he seems he just screams and it causes them to like crash again it's never confirmed whether or not they're on earth it's like are they on earth are they on like a planetoid from like venus where are we I don't know. I think maybe they were, like, near a moon or something. But, uh, yeah. So then, like, Hyatt transforms to Ultraman. Yeah, in which, uh, this is actually the first episode where we see him use one of his other signature moves, the Ultraman Slash. Which, it's the Spacium Ray as, like, a chainsaw weapon. Yeah, and that's, that's why, uh, that's why Spacium's Superion can do uh, or can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we learned a couple more techniques. He can shoot lasers out of his eyes. <laughs> Th- this... Heavily reminds me of like like Golden Age Superman before Crisis on Infinite Earths, simply for simply for being he has so many powers because you know he's the hero he has to win. So how does he win? Let's give him laser eyes. Okay, uh, he can teleport. All right. Uh, so yeah, speaking of teleporting, so Ultraman also apparently has a teleporting ability, but. There is a cost to it, so whenever he uses it, it cuts a bit of his lifespan significantly. So I think they were on a different planet, because if they were on Earth, Ultraman could have just flown there. Mm-hmm. But no, he had to teleport. Yeah. But I'm like, but you're also in space, and you can fly at Mach 5. No, but in space, that's not that fast. <laughs> Good point. Um, so yeah, so he teleports, so that's interesting, so I'm wondering, now I'm going to kind of keep an eye during the show to see if he does that again, and maybe that kind of explains why. I, I don't think he does it ever again. It's just, it, it, I think they're just experimenting with shit, it's like, oh, maybe he can teleport, oh, maybe he can shoot lasers, oh, he can shoot water. Well, well that's why they said it shortens his lifespan, it's like, oh, no, well, we can't have him do, we can't have him keep doing it. Yeah. Don't kill him. I also love how they kill Alien Bolton the same way twice. It's like, it's like how we know in uh, One Piece how Luffy's not going to live that long. Because he uh, got this technique used on him twice to help him heal heal himself. But it takes off uh, part of his lifespan. Mm. So he did it twice. He's so. going to reach the One Piece and then die. Uh, he, Well, that or he's just going to have a really, really short life. So he probably won't last until like, at least probably into his 30s, 40s. Probably. He's 19 now, so... Is he only 19? Only 19. What the hell? Well, yeah, dude. It was only a two-year time skip. I never knew that. I thought he was like in his 20s. No. But, uh, yeah. Ultraman, he's like, well, if I can't shoot him, I'll slice him. So, like, he throws his Ultraman, just... like, his Ultra Slash at him. And, like, he, he cuts him straight into oh, no, was... no organs or anything. I'm pretty sure I saw a gif of that, like, a long time ago. There is a gif of it. Uh... So, like, Ultraman goes down to Earth. There's another alien, Bolton, that wants to fight him. And he does the same thing. It's the same scene. I'm like, wow. Excuse me. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry if we're tired. 
Yeah, well, I was at work all day yesterday, and then we went to go see a movie, and then we bust back, and then we went to Walmart, and then we walked home. And I, I tried to, like, play some games, and then I'm just like, nope, I'm in pain. <laughs> I'm going to bed. And it's also that we didn't really have that, that much for, for breakfast this morning. It's, it's, it's Bowl scary. cereal does not wake you up, people. Bowl cereal is nap time food. <laughs> nap time. Nap time. Uh, so, yeah. But, but can, okay, so this is the one thing that that bothers me a bit. Mm. So, it's never confirmed or not, but I think Hayata Lan, like, he teleports back to the planetoid and reverts back? Or did they find the professor there? They, I think the professor's dead. Uh, yeah. He's dead. Uh, Cap and Rashi find Hayata, like, knocked out because, you know, teleporting. It's like, well, how are we going to get home? The space VTOL's broken. Down comes the rocket for the, uh, the Phoenix. That was Iomoto's rocket. He comes down. There's, like, four people in yellow and orange. And I'm like, who the hell are, who the hell is all these people? One of them's Fuji. One of them's uh, Pro- Professor Iwamoto in an orange astronaut suit. Ide is one of them. And uh, Hoshino was wearing a Science Patrol uniform. I'm like, what? What the fuck? You don't become a Science Patrol member yet. Why are you here? And, yeah, the episode just abruptly ends. Ultraman doesn't even get rid of the alien Boltons. It's just, he kills two of them and that's it. Yeah. Spaceship comes down. It's like, yeah. It's like, okay. And that's it. Google Chrome is a bit odd. Or at least Google Drive's a bit odd. Uh, yeah, this episode's weird for being the second appearance of Alien Bolton. Yeah. But, like, it was cool seeing all the Boltons. Be like... <laughs> They're all flying in, like, a group. Just like... Whoosh. All little models on strings. And then that's how the Japanese won the uh, swim, the swimming Olympics. Or all the swimming... Uh, all the swimming sports. Mm-hmm. Synchronized swimming. Well, let's, let's uh, talk about some Episode 16, The Demon's Return. So this is this is an interesting episode because it wasn't about like an alien or anything. It was about like a Japanese legend. Yeah, this episode, instead of being about, you know, aliens or like giant... It didn't have a giant monster in it. But it wasn't like a creature that like was like caused by humanity. It was an actual demon stuck in a mountain and sometimes his arm would poke out or his leg from like different directions and it was really fucking weird wait yeah because he was sliced apart yeah oh yeah i guess that makes sense so the legend says that there was a samurai named kagetatsu uh yeah uh kagetatsu kojiro nishikida from the edo period in which he he was a master swordsman and a wanderer, and he slain this Sukuna Sukuna Oni yeah, yeah Sukuna Oni, and around Mount Sukuna, 
he sliced them apart, putting, burying his limbs around the mountain, and then he buried his soul. He buried the body with the head and the soul underneath a shrine where his sword laid. Mm-hmm. In which you know, cut to present day. Bunch of fucking thieving assholes come and steal the sword. Yeah, some thieves stole the sword, in which it reawakens the mo- it reawakens the Sukuoni. Or the Sukuna Oni. Everyone thinks the cop is crazy when he talks about a giant hand popping out. But, like, Daigo kind of defends him just being like, he's like, nah, let's see what this guy has to say. Maybe he's right. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, Kage, uh, Kagetatsu, he, uh, like, possesses one of the, one of the thieves. Yeah, the thieves don't have names. They, they are never addressed by names in this episode, so. They're not that important. Yeah. Yeah, so he possesses one of them and just, like, it's weird because like he's in the van and he's just like talking to him. He's like, "I'm going to possess you." And he's like, "What?" And then you just see it here. I'm like, "Oh no, you're going through there!" Yes, no. And it's like, "Oh, where's he going through?" Up the pooper. It's like when Peter's soul's trying to get back into his body. Just hey, you're not going to get back in that way. Well, I'm not going in the other way. Um. So yeah, so he possesses him, and he, like, gets the, it's funny, like, he meets one of the other thieves, whatever, like that, like, slices him, and he's, the guy's like, oh my fucking guy, he's like, don't worry, I did not kill him. You, you, you sliced him. And he, like, knocked him unconscious by slashing him with a sword, it's weird. Oh no, he's sleeping. So then, the other guy, he, he's, or he tells him, he's like, oh, you're gonna drive me to, like, this place, you're gonna, like, transport me here, and he's like, he's like, no, fuck you. All right, all right, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because, like, you know, you're not going to mess with the guy with a sword. Uh, I just like the the phrasing he was saying. He's like, you, can you move this box? Can you get me there? But you said you were going to drive the rest of the... Ch- all right, all right, I'll drive. All right, all right. Okay. And then they get there, and he just kind of, like, looks over at the guy, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll leave. Sure. Uh, I'm going to leave. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Bye. 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 Um, and then, like, Daigo, Daigo encounters him, and, like, it's weird, then they, like, revert to, like, when he's talking to him, like, we see, like, him, but, the samurai, but how he actually looked back in, like, feudal Japan. So, it's weird, like, sometimes he's talking to him, to him through the human, but then we all, from our perspective, we see him as the samurai, so it's really weird. And so, like, we keep hearing, like, the Sukuna just being, like, uh... Like, oh, I will finally get out. And, like, we see him as, like, a floating head. After 10,000 years, I'm free. I wasn't a big fan of his design overall, but, like, I understand because it's, like, an ancient Japanese demon. So, like, it's... Like, it's disturbing, but it does what it needs to do. Yeah, and then he has, like, he has, like, a face on the back of his head. Oh, yeah, he's called the Two-Face Oni. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, there's some good continuity uh, between episodes, so last last episode, Tiga, uh, Daigo sprained his uh, sprained his arm. And Shinjo hurt his leg. And Shinjo hurt his leg. So Shinjo had to stay behind because of his injury, and like, like Rain is just like telling him like, "Oh, are you sure you like want to come, Daigo?" And Daigo's just like, "I can still go." <laughs> well, no, he's just, I can't do desk work. My hand's broken. Yeah, so I might as well come with you guys. Um, so, then they, like, yeah, so they encounter Sukuna, and he finally gets, like, his 
body restored. Yeah, all of his limbs basically go go through the mountain to where the shrine is at the center of the mountain. And basically they all like combine together like a build a figure. And, like he pops up. Build a figure sticker. Yeah, and like uh Kagetatsu, he's like, Oh, my energy, it's so weak, I can't go on, you must be and, like like he not he makes the guy uh fall over and Dago's like yeah, sure. I think I have the broken arm to freaking do all the job. Yes, so uh, Daigo, yeah, so Daigo turns into Tiga, and then he like does a thing again where he's like checking his hand, being like, "All right, yeah, yeah, checks his right hand." He's like, "Yeah, yeah okay, okay, I'm good." So yeah, so like he fights him and stuff like that, and uh, like it's it's a pretty cool fight. Like I like how um kind of end. I like how it ends because it ends with him like they do like a like a cross thing, and just fucking Tiga just like. Oh, oh, he him. does his uh, ultra slash. Yeah, and he like decapitates him. Yeah, because uh, Sakuna had had a sword with him. He pulls it out of the mountain. And well, that like, that was random but cool. And I'm like, oh shit, where's Orb when you need him? Yeah, and that's what this episode is reminding me of a bit. The uh, Orb episode with the with the samurai. Oh, Red Samurai? Yeah, with the Red Samurai. Oh, I love that guy. His death was so sad. Yeah. Naomi was so fucking sad for him. I was like, aw. He was just, he was just doing his duty. The, the Samurai duty. Oh, man. That was a sad episode. I miss Orb. <laughs> we want uh, more Orb. More Orb. Do the ten-part plan. It was so good. Give me back my Orb. Give me back my Orb! Damn it, Tom. Um, so yeah, so he decapitates the fucker, and then, like, it's funny how he's like, alright, um, he's, like, about to fly off, and then, like... The head's, like, The head surprised. just goes, no, 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 and just starts biting his fucking neck, but then, uh, Kagitatsu just, like, yeets his katana. Last bit of energy, yeah, like, freaking whips the katana into the head. And then just it hits him and destroys him. Uh, and then they're just like, yeah, job done, they arrest the thieves... And, like, it's weird, because, like, the, the thief's like, I, I had this weird dream that, like, you met the samurai guy? And... and he was telling me when monsters show up, humanity with courage, humans with courage will always show up. Like, Ultraman Tiga. Oh, yeah, the cops were, like, he's like, oh, who was this, like, samurai guy? He's like, oh, he's, he's kind of like our Ultraman Tiga. I'm like, okay. He's a guardian. He's a guardian. He's a wanderer. Uh, One thing that was mind-boggling with me was when the episode was ending, the themes, like the ending theme started to play, but the episode was still going. So I'm like, this show doesn't really know what it wants to do with this ending. No. It also doesn't want to know what to do with its bumper bumper card face. Like, seriously, what is with the Tiga head? Yeah, no, that's bothered me since day one. I hope they change it soon. I hope so, too. <laughs> yeah, it was a... It was an overall decent good episode. Yeah, it was okay. Like, I'm not really into, like, Japanese folklore and stuff. Like, not nothing against it. I just... It's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So, I was just like, eh, it was okay. So, I, I like them fighting aliens and shit. That's, that's what I came to watch Tiga for. I, I personally like this episode because it's like... It's like sometimes evil... Evil isn't from space. Sometimes it's in your own backyard. <gasps> Our backyard has koi fish in it. It's swirls. And raccoons. Oh, I heard them fucking fighting like last week, a couple nights ago. Oh, the raccoons? Yeah, they're just like. Damn it, Rocket. I'm sorry. I meant Trash Panda. Is that worse? Is that that worse? That's totally worse. 
Can I pet your puppy? <laughs> Anyways, um. Onto Tata the Tiger. Onto Tata the Tiger. Episode 3, Adventure of the Stars. So this is the episode I've been waiting for because it's the debut of my boy that I'm rooting for the show on the, during the show, Ultraman Titus. Now, can it be a debut or is it the return? Because he showed up in the first episode. It's a debut. Like, it's a proper, it's a proper debut of him. Okay. Because we just, like, we saw him for briefly. But this, like, showed, like, you know, how he is personal, personality-wise, and, like, how his powers were at work, and, like, what he's mm-hmm. like, so. Yeah, this was a really damn good episode. Yeah. Of Taiga. Like, both these episodes are. But we'll get into the next episode uh, after this one. Yeah, because in space! Again! Again! <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, saw, we see an astronaut up in space... See his little headquarters blow up, and it's like, oh shit, you're kind of SOL. So he's... It's like the movie Gravity, without the bullshit. So he's drifting in space, and Trigger finds him, and he's like, oh, I'll help you. I'll help you seek revenge on the person who did this to you. What would you rather do, float around in space, or get revenge? Uh, so yeah, and then it cuts back to the base, and apparently they got hired to do a job where they got 10 million yen to, uh, protect this president of this, co- of the space company. Yeah, the and, Cosmotechnica? Yeah. And so, which had a really wacky logo. Um, but yeah, yeah. so apparently this guy, he, for his birthday, launched a rocket in space, and was the cause of the accident to the station that caused that guy to go drifting into space. So... Yeah, this episode, this episode also involved the concept of space debris. Which, apparently, Hiroyuki never heard the term space debris before, and it's weird. Yeah, I'm starting to notice Hiroyuki's kind of a fucking idiot. It's not that he's an idiot. I think he's just very... Not simple-minded, but he's, like, you know... You are a sad, strange little man. And you had my pity. And that's why I'm Squall. glad. And that's why I'm glad Hamari is there with him because, like, you know, he sees him as a mentor. So mm-hmm. he's just like, so they explain to him. Um, so yeah, and then they apparently the guy the astronaut released a video going like, "Yeah, I'm coming to kill you. You you ruined everything. <laughs> Fuck you." So then, they, like, and, and they're just questioning, "How do you get a camera in space?" <laughs> so they this, think this has got to be a prank. Yeah. So they think like the president thinks it's a hoax, being like, "Oh, maybe you just use CGI to like make the message and blah blah blah." Um, so then they go to protect the president, and like the the news reporters are trying to talk to him, and they're like, "No, no comments." And then they find the astronaut, and there he is, and pulls yeah. a fucking gun. So yeah, the astronaut's name is Kujo Rento. Rento. Yeah, which he has a freaking cute little like old sci-fi laser gun with him. He's like pew pew. Yeah, and so Homare just does not, and uh, Haruki like does not hesitate to fucking start fighting him. So Homare gets the president out. Which, I'm going to say, this president's a fucking asshole. Oh, no, so, he, he gets his just deserves at the end of the episode. Yeah, no, thank God. But, like, there's a scene where, like, 
Homari's like escorting him to a vehicle to like get him out. And so, you know, he's just trying to get him out. And he goes, okay, get in the car. And he just goes, fuck you. You don't fucking order me around. And I was like, he's protecting you. He's trying to get you out to safety. You, you paid, fucking idiot. You paid him 10 million yen to protect you. And then like later on, he like, Rento finds him and he makes like this giant fucking portal. And like, it's like, a, it's skate. He's like, oh, I'll show you what it's like to drift in space. And so... Hiroyuki saves him and gets him out of the way, but then Prison goes, fuck off! And he pushes him yeah, back oh, into the hole. It's like, oh, don't push me around. It's like, this guy's an asshole. Yeah, like, holy shit. I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah, luckily, Homari did punch him in the face at the end of the episode. Yeah, Homari's a badass. Homari, we'll get to him. <laughs> Why can't he be Tiger? <laughs> Him and Shinjo would probably get along. Oh my god. Yeah, right? Fucking Shinjo's not gonna come back. <laughs> like, oh, son, how are you? <laughs> Omari Shinjo. Omari Shinjo. Shinjo! Even though you live at home still. <laughs> you never call. <laughs> you never call. Oh. Uh, so, then, like, uh, Sorrento goes, like, oh, f- alright, I'm gonna fuck shit up. So then he transforms into Galactron. <laughs> Galactron Mark II. Mark II, yeah. And I love, I forgot, I, I, I'm, I didn't really forget how awesome Galactron is, but I love when, like, he summons you here, like, this, oh, like, this, like, fucking choir. Because, oh. like, that's his thing, right? He does, like, his, his peace song. He's the, he's the quote-unquote savior. Savior, yeah, he, like, because remember, people, Galactrons, they go around, they're planet to planet, and they're peacekeepers, and they destroy anything that may jeopardize peace on a planet. So, anything. And, and what are humans known for? War. War and destruction. Well, because, yeah, he, like, read into their history and was like, yeah, you guys have done a ton of bad shit. You all need to die. <laughs> but before turning into a Galactron, he summons, like, all the satellite, all the useless satellites up in the atmosphere. Well, just the unused ones. Yeah, like the unused ones. Basically, they're going to all come down and crash. Uh, but the president gets Farika to, like, kind of change their, uh, ascent, descent, so, uh, they, like, just burn up in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and then we find out, and, like, what's funny is, like, the whole time, like, while, like, Tiger's fighting Galactron, you just see freaking uh, Trigir, or, uh, like, his actual name, like, Mirs... Oh, the human host yeah. for Trigir? Kurosaki. Kurosaki. He's just sitting there with, like, a thing of juice and a little bowl of popcorn. He's just sitting, like, it's going... It's showtime. He's just like, all right. He's, he's enjoying it. Like, God, this guy's, like, fucking interesting villain. You know who he reminds me of a bit? I, I was thinking of it. He reminds me a bit of uh, Pallad from X-Aid. Oh, yeah. He's like, like, he doesn't get his hands dirty, but he likes, he, he likes to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Until it eventually becomes a writer and goes, no, I'm getting involved, this is fun. Yeah. Play, play with me, Evan. And then we find out, the like, we find out about Rento is that the reason why he's so vengeful is because apparently on the station was his wife. and His wife, Nana. Uh, and so, like, you know, their dream was to go into space together so they could, like, see Earth, like, uh, in space and, like, really marvel at it. And, like, they're, they're a cute couple. Like, it was really cute. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so, unfortunately, she was on the space station when it got hit by the rocket. So. And which, yeah, I totally understand where Rento is coming from. Because when he was fighting Hiroyuki, Hiroyuki's like, oh, revenge. Like, 
like, what's revenge gonna do for you? And he's like, you don't know what it's like, do you? To lose someone that you loved. Taken away from you. Yeah. And then Tiger's like, yeah, I get where he's coming from. I, I know, I lost my friends. And then so, and then he's like, Hiroki, didn't you feel hate when, like, Chibisuke got killed? And he's like, well, no, it just happened. No. Um, so then, like, we, we find out, we find out the real, like, awful fucking twist about Rento. And that, Apparently he died! Yeah, Rento's dead. Yeah. Like, like perma-dead. Because, like, when Tregear was talking to him, we actually cut back to, like, his body, and, like, yeah, there was, like, a hole in his, in his visor, like, on his space suit, and, like, he died. So it was was really sad. Good twist. It's basically his wandering spirit filled with hatred is keeping him alive. Yeah. And so then Nana shows up, like the spirit of Nana through like this like mystical star and we find out that's Titus. Goes through Galactron Mark II, pulls out freaking Rento Rento, and was like, stop this fighting. Come back with me. Come back to space. Like we'll be, we'll we'll enjoy space together. Watch Earth together. And Rento's like, you're right. Okay. And how did so, you get here? Oh, Sage brought me. And then the Sage goes into yep. the thing. It's Titus, and like Tiger's happy, so it's like, all right, you my turn. Let me fight. And so he shows up, and we just see him like it does this cool shot of like him just going like, mm, like just flexing, flexing. stretching, getting but ready. Titus, you son of a bitch! <laughs> what's the matter? What's the matter? <laughs> Ultra, I got you pushed too many pets. But uh, the Galactron, though, is still able to function because his spirit was so angry, it, like, absorbed more of its energy. So Titus is like, yeah, give me a moment. Freaking punch. Like, knocks it the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, like, it, it's awesome just how fucking powerful like, the Titus is. Like, like, down him, like, with one punch, and then, uh, like... Titus is just like to hear you be like, oh, use the Jeed let. He's like, okay, so he summons Jeed's power and he does something called the Wrecking Buster. Well, yeah, that's Jeed's Space Hand, right? Well, that's the Wrecking Burst, but he uses his own little version of it called the Wrecking Buster. Yeah, because what he does is that instead of firing lasers, uh, yeah, Titus's thing is that it gets turned into like a ball form. A condensed ball of energy. Yeah, a condensed ball of energy and he like punches it. Yeah, and then just fucking destroys them and like it was just got a problem punch it and then yeah so then they destroy Galactron Mark 2 and then the Trigger is just like hey hey no fuck you now we're yet and like so there's still one more satellite coming down to earth so Titus destroys it um and then like Trigger fights them and Titus tries to fight them and like it's funny, Titus actually gets, like, a full fucking hit to, to Trigir. Trigir just shrugs it off. I'm like, holy fuck, he's strong. Yeah, Trigir is strong, because, remember, they couldn't defeat him back then. How could they beat him now? Yeah. Especially when, like, they're one sh- ultra short. <laughs> not to mention, Titus just came back in a physical form in the last 12 years. Yeah, so he's not really at his best right now. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, so just Trigger taunts him, he's like, ah, oh, you haven't seen the last of me, you bitch. I'll see you in hell. So then, uh, Taiga just goes, alright, it's time to, like, clean up all this space debris, and here he's like, nope, we'll do it. It's like, what? It's our mess, we'll clean it up. 
And Tiger's like, alright. Yeah. I'm like, I would have just let Tiger clean it up. And yeah, the episode kind of ends with, you know... Them t- throwing out the check. <laughs> yeah, them throwing out the check. Komari gets to punch freaking the president in the face. Which was awesome. Because, like, you want to know why he punched him in the face? He didn't learn his lesson. No. He's like, he's still an asshole. Yeah. So, like, they president wanted to go out for sushi, and, like, Fergus like, oh, I'm on a diet, and just, like, Mario's like, we shouldn't use some assholes fucking dirty money. And she's like, oh, money's money, who gives a shit? But then you just look in the trash can, and just the check's ripped in half. So it's not valid anymore. And then you see tiny Tigan, Titus. Yeah, like, size of a garbage can. You love that. Oh, I just think it's adorable. It's just, like, like imagine, just, like, like you open up your door, you see a little Tiger running around, just, eh, eh. It's adorable. Uh, yeah. So this was a good episode. Had a lot of had a lot of feelsy moments. Titus's debut was pretty dope. Yep. But uh, I did think it was hilarious how freaking Hiroyuki at the end of the episode was like, "Wait, you're you're staying? Oh, oh, yeah, yes, I was. Yes, he's slipping. He's like, we're gonna need a bigger room. But again, I just see it's like, well." Good night, Tiger. Good night, Titus. And they're like just the tiny forms in it with in his bed with him. Beds and blankets. Yeah, just that'd be cute. Uh, but yeah, then we get the voice the voice drama, which uh doesn't take place in the past. It take so each audio drama after this, from what I understand, takes place after the episode. Mm-hmm. So the Tri Squad voice drama episode three, the Return of Titus, is basically. This Tiger and Titus just shooting the shit. Yeah, so like Titus is just like working out, lifting some weights, and like at one point Tiger's just like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing now while we're talking, man? He's like, hey, I haven't fucking worked out in like 12 years. I need to get back into shape. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, where's Fluma? I don't know. But if you showed up, chances are he'll show up soon. Yeah, and boy, is he right. Yeah, next episode. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's cute because, like, they bring, they bring up some things. It's like, oh, yeah, remember when we did that? Remember when we met Fuma? Oh, remember Ultraman Jonius? Yeah, I remember him. He's back in YouTube streaming form. He has an actual suit. He has a better suit now. More yep. anime-looking suit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Taiga mentions how he knows of Jonius. Apparently, he took care of him when he was on his own planet. And uh, Titus looks up to Jonius. A lot. A, a lot. We find out later. So yeah, that leads us into episode four, Requiem of the Wolves, in which this is a homari focus episode. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. We find out that he has a pretty dark past. Just like Pretty intense past. Yeah, he was like homeless, he beat up a bunch of alien gangs to survive, and he is, was always like under attack, so... Is he an alien? I don't think Omari's an alien. I think he's just a human with, like, a troubled past. But I wouldn't be surprised. Because, judging from this episode, the show overall, fucking everyone's an alien. Like, you can't you can't trust anyone. Like, when they go up to this fucking hippie dude, he's apparently an alien Dalton, which is fucking Dr. Phantom. Oh, Phantom, sorry. You're not the license Dalton. Um, it's just like, is that expired yogurt? Who made expired yogurt? Yeah. You, uh, Phantoms get, you Phantoms get drunk off this shit, don't you? No, 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 give it! Well, like, he didn't, he didn't, like,
like take it from them. Like it was just like Homura is just like we'll give you this if you give us information on what you know. Uh, and yeah, so like an alien phantom is freaking uh, Doctor Gorman. Doctor Gorman's race. So that was cool seeing Doctor Gorman's race again. What are you doing? So like they give him information about like because apparently like there's this monster bomb and if it it's gonna blow up at three three p.m. with and if when it explodes a monster's gonna come out of it. So yeah, so there's the first part of the episode where we kind of didn't acknowledge it, but uh, there's this gang called the Villain Guild. Which is made up of evil alien, evil aliens, mm-hmm. in which they took this monster bomb from another alien who was who is an alien Zeton, named Zolan, in which they want like ten million dollars, or they'll release the freaking bomb at three o'clock in the afternoon, twenty in twenty four hours. Yep. However, Saku, you know, remember the guy who runs the police department? He didn't tell them until twelve thirty the day of. So they had, they only had three hours to prepare. Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Fucking goddamn it! And they get nothing done. Um, and then so like they kind of don't get too much information out of the hippie guy, but then like Hiroyuki apparently has like this bottle cap in his pocket, and like he's like, "Oh my god, it's a limited edition bottle cap! This is fucking invaluable, valuable on my planet. I, you want know give me that? I'll give you everything you want." Well, she didn't give it to him because, like, no, we got all the information we needed out of you. I'm pretty sure he did give it to him. Nope. Oh. Just Hiroyuki acknowledges how aliens think freaking trash is so valuable. Oh, yeah. Well, one person's trash, another person's treasure. Eat my shorts. Okay. Mmm, shorts. Um, <laughs> uh, so then we, uh, they, uh, meet this guy who apparently Homari knows. So, his, this is where it got confusing when we first watched it when we were catching up on Taiga. This guy's name is Volk. So you have an alien named Volin and you have an alien named Volk. Mm-hmm. It's very similar names, which that's why I was getting confused. But, uh, so Volk is an alien. He is an alien, but he's human looking. Uh, he apparently looked up to to a Homari years ago because, you know, like we mentioned, Homari got into, like, fights with aliens and such. But, you know, then he joined Aegis, so now they kind of treat... They, they treat him like, oh, you're a pig now. Like, like we don't like you. you, you you're a pig. Yeah. It's kind of like if, like, say, like, a group of freaking drug dealers and one of them ends up becoming a cop. Yeah. It's like, eh. Like, I like, can't really trust you now, can we? Uh, so yeah, so Mariam, uh, uh, and Harry get captured by Volk, and so, like, they end up in the warehouse building where the bomb is, and so it's funny, like, they're wearing, like, alien masks, and so they, like, show up, and it's like, oh, such a really to know, the Hawaii time, and, like, they take off their masks, and then the two guys who are with them, just, they take off their masks, and then they have alien heads, so they had disguises over their disguises, so it's fucking weird. And then, yeah, they just going off, just being like, oh, where were you, where have you been, man? Like, you know, I miss you, I looked up to you, and Homari's just like, hey, man, like, I gotta make a living. He used to be cool, man. Like, he's about to kill Homari, but here Yuki wakes up. And just fucking which, gets out. Yeah, which gives Homari time to break, break the chains around them, beats up the other two aliens. But then, apparently Volin sent in one of his own lackeys to get the bomb back. 
So it's like, oh, there's there's some like gang war going on. Tennis racket gun. It's yeah, like he opens up the tennis racket packaging. It's a tennis racket. He pulls it out and it's an alien gun. Yeah. I'm like, that's clever and cute. Yeah. Uh, and, like, they're fighting, fucking Homari, like, fucking tears through him. Like, he, like, throws him into, like, a bunch of stuff, and it was, like, really cool. Like, he's a good fighter. Yeah. But I'm actually, I'm actually taking an interest to Homari, because, like, I like how, I like how tough he is. Because I, I thought he was just going to be, like, this generic guy who we weren't going to, like, really care about too much, but, like, no, they're, they're giving him a character, and that's cool. Yep. I can see why Hiroyuki kind of looks up to him, because he, like, calls him senpai, so. Yeah, because, um... Apparently, apparently in this episode, Homare or Hiroyuki mentions that he kind of just started the whole Aegis thing. Yeah, he's the rookie. Yeah, and Homare's been there longer than him. But, uh, yeah, the bomb goes off and it releases uh, Dvorak from the Ultran Orb movie. Yeah, there with this guy. Yeah, so like he starts wandering around. Hiroyuki kind of leaves to transform into Taiga. Wasn't, it, wasn't, that, wasn't Dvorak the one who like just killed those three guys who were like the... The directors and the writers of the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, ah! Oh, look at the giant monster. He's so cool. <laughs> and you were like, oh, that was the director of the movie. <laughs> That's funny. That's super funny. But, the, but yeah, like, Taiga can't do shit with Volk. And, like, um, Hiroyuki digs out... Or, not Volk. Um, the The Vork. Yeah, Vork. Uh, well, yeah, Homari digs out Volk. And apparently the person who told him to do all this was Kurosaki. Yeah. He kind of manipulated him thinking he was doing something good. And apparently Homari knows him. And their fight was kind of better than the Taiga and Dvorak fight. Because, like, you're seeing them, like, try to, like, they're, like, trying to disarm each other, like, with his gun. And then, like, freaking tries to shoot him and just Kurosaki or whatever just, like, fucking... Tilts his head over to dodge it, and he's just like, eh, like he's can't. toying with him. He's, oh yeah, because he knows he's he knows he's the stronger person. Like he pulls his gu- like like Hamari pulls his gun out. Freaking Kurosaki turns it. Hamari turns it back around and tries to shoot him. He leans in. He's eating like some sort of chocolate or something. He's like, "What's well, something?" He's like, "Get off!" Yeah. Um. And so then, like Volk gives Hamari this necklace. He's like, "Yeah, I found this pendant from like the villains' guild." And he's like, "Take it." Stole from the villains. Just sell it, give some money, give it to the children, and then. I was gonna. Like, apparently he was gonna use the money to give to, like, orphan kids around, like, out in space. Yeah, that's why they're doing the ransom thing. Yeah, the ransom. You know, it's like, because, you know, sometimes people don't have homes. Shalala! Oh, guys, sorry. Uh, so then Titus kind of chimes in, going, like, oh, let me fight! Like, we'll use strength with strength. And then, out of nowhere. The crystal that uh, Volk had around his neck starts to glow and it goes to Taiga. He's like, eh, why have strength against strength when you got brains against strength? And it's like, oh, shit. And yeah, so we get introduced to Ultraman Fuma and I don't like him. I'm I'm leaning towards liking him a bit. His personality is not what I was expecting. I didn't think of him to be like this kind of like ninja, like brat kind of guy. I thought he was going to be kind of more, like, sophisticated and smart and be like, you know, like, oh, Comrade Fuma has arrived, like, Sancho. I mean, be Ultimate very, like, Fuma? Yeah. You just call him Common Rider but, Fuma. You know what I mean. It's funny because there is a rider named Common Rider yeah, Fuma. that's probably why. But, yeah, I thought he was going to kind of be more, like, sophisticated and, like, kind of more, like, you know, like, 
gentleman like but now he he's kind of like on tiger's level where like he's kind of like a rambunctious teen yeah and he's kind of just like up his own ass about like how awesome he is well i think it's more of he i think he's more of in line of yeah well ultimate orb rosso blue and grigio are from my planet so yeah i'm also I'm like awesome all the best fucking ultraman are from my planet yeah so like he, he's kind of a pompous pompous asshole bit. yeah yeah He's like, they're from my planet. And you can tell he has like a huge chip on his, on his shoulder. So, mm. uh, but yeah, like I'll, I won't, I won't uh, deny his abilities are cool. He's very fast. His design does look better in action. Mm, and he's because he's like a ninja Ultraman. I like that. I like him a bit. Uh, like if I had to rank the three, which I'll probably rank him at the end when we're done the show as well. At right now, it's Titus. Taiga and then Puma. Yeah, I was about to say Titus, Taiga, and Puma. Yeah. <laughs> because Titus is the man. <laughs> He's fucking awesome. Well, actually, you know what? No, I can't even say that. I think they're, like, they're all, they all have their likes and dislikes. So they're all, like, tied for first. Mm. Ty, tri, tri squad. That's why they call him the Tri Squad. <laughs> um, Puma, Ultra Intra Gear also shows up because, like, you know, defeats Dvorak. Well, Puma does. He's like, oh, this isn't a peace sign. This is you have two seconds left to live. I'm gonna kill you in two seconds. Whatcha? Like blows him up with his freaking shuriken blades. Trigger kind of shows up to like kind of edge him on, and and then Tiger stops him, and like Tiger stops him, just going like, "No, he's just trying to provoke you. Like, don't, don't, don't." Here, Yuki can't handle it anymore, man. And, and you can see if him is like fucking frustrated. And then we just cut to, like, them all talking to each other in Hiroyuki's body. And Hiroyuki's like, guys! Guys? And oh. he's just like, oh. And so then, yeah, so then Homari, like, uh, Volk dies, like, in his arms. And he gets, he's, like, really upset about it because he couldn't save him. He was just a kid. He was a kid that got caught up in something that he shouldn't have. Yeah. He had a bright future ahead of him. He did. Bright alien future. A bright alien future. Um, episode ends pretty much with Hamari and Hiroyuki meeting up before going back to headquarters. And Hamari tells Hiroyuki, like, you know, really any aliens in the town with kids and parents. And he's, uh, like, pretty much Hamari, like, has, like, a goal now where he's just like, I have a purpose. Like, I'm going to protect everyone Which in the city. I can definitely see them be revealing it that he is an alien. Alien Hamari. Alien Hamari. But yeah, no, this, 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 I'm glad we had an episode around Hamari because, like, it kind of humanized him a bit more and it showed that, like, you know, he, he cares about shit and it makes him a good character already, so. I, I think like it that. shows that he, he has something to fight for. Mm -hmm. He, he knows what he's up to. Like, think of it this way, he does have connections to the underground world of aliens. Because he used to be around them. Yeah. It's kind of like how in the Ginga S with Goki. How he was like, oh yeah, I have friends all around the city, but they never go anywhere with that. That's what that's that's what this should have been for Goki. Like, oh yeah, I have friends around the city, and it's like when they're trying to figure out what's going on, he meets up with like an old friend or something, or like someone in the area. Yeah, but he he, he was too gay to do that, Misha. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Goki was yeah. funny. And then lastly, we have the Tri Squad voice drama episode four. Who's the leader? And this was funny. So this is just the Tri Squad arguing amongst themselves who the fuck leads. And like Tyga just has like the funny shit where he's like Guys, 
These things on our wrists. What are they called? Just Titus and Fuma. The, the Tiger Spark. Spark. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And then just Fuma goes, well, I'm going to call mine the, 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 the Fuma Spark. And he's like, no, you can't do it. That's not how that works. Titus, no. mm, maybe I should call mine the Muscle Spark. No, it's worse. No, no, no. Guys, guys, you're going to confuse everyone. They're called the Tiger Sparks. I'm the leader. And besides, Nebula M78 is a bigger planet than you guys. <laughs> hey. What the fuck did you just say? Well, I'm from planet uh, 0-050. You know, the one with Orb, Rosso, Blue, and Grigio. Oh, what a cutie. <laughs> and Titus is like, yeah, well, I'm from fucking... I'm the eldest. I should lead. No, it's like, you know, we have Ultraman Jonius. And like, it's like, Fuma's like... Yeah. Yeah. And Tiger's like, yeah, yeah, Jonius is cool. Everyone knows who Jonius is. <laughs> Bitch, please. Everyone knows more about Leo and his plan than you. It's oh. like, and like now, and this this uh, this voice drama really showed their chemistry. Where they're just like, they're at each other's throats about everything. I hope, again, again, I hope we get figures of all three Tri-Squad members. Because I will make stop motions of these arguments. Yeah, that'd be so funny. You know what? Even get them dubbed. Like, find people to dub these. Let's get them animated. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, so Tiger's, Tiger's shaping up. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. And that kind of wraps up the July episode, so first four episodes in the series. Yeah, so I'm glad. So we had the whole Tri-Squad together at last. And I knew it wasn't going to be... I knew it wasn't going to be that, uh... It wasn't going to take long to no. get all of them like, together. Because they, they're like, they, they have 24 episodes to do. So it's like, we need to... Kind of get all of them here now. Mm-hmm. Though, if we did have a 25 episode series, probably have episode episode 4 still be Tyga and Titus, and episode 5 would have introduced Fuma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but overall for me, I'm liking, I'm liking Homari a lot as a character. I love Titus. I'm not a big fan of Fuma. At least right now, he calls everyone Broski. Well, he calls Hiroyuki Broski. He, he called it. That's the sub, because he call Nichan. You hear you hear him say Nichan, yeah. which just means brother. But the sub the subbers were just like, eh, let's call him Broski. You know, like just this is spice it up a bit. He'll call everyone Broski. Broski. That's yeah, like how I liked in O's. Uh, they called Godo Chan. Like every time Date talked to him, they, the suburbs just put Brodo Chan. Brodo Chan. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, that was episode ninety three of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, the Ultra Father. Oh yeah. And you know what? Now I'm thinking of it. We'll get Ultraman as the Godfather, and everyone else will be the other Ultra Heroes. There you go. Bam. And, uh, yeah, next next time you see us, for episode 94, we'll be talking about two more episodes of Ultraman, of course, and two more episodes of Denko Chojin Gridman. Oh, fuck yeah. Until next time, schwa for now. Schwa for now! Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. We appreciate your dedication to listening. If you have an opinion on the news or shows we talked about, 
leave a comment down below. Hashtag comments for Lane. If you want to check us out on other social media pages, you can check out our Twitter pages. As always, you can follow me at twitter.com slash You can follow me at twitter.com slash lane double underscore. For other pages, you can find my blog, Gar's Toku Blogs, on facebook.com. And while you're on Facebook, why not give Radio Sentai Cast Ranger a follow? For older episodes of our shows, you can find them at castranger.podbean.com. And we also have some merch, such as t-shirts and bags, available at tpublic.com. That's all for this exciting episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. Until next time, schwa for now! now.